Welcome to the Talking Story Podcast, where we believe all of us can have a more purposeful and meaningful, and yes, an even more exciting life. Listen in to inspiring stories about ordinary people who have done extraordinary things with their lives, through their hobbies, their passions, and their businesses. Join your hosts, father and daughter team, Bob and Kelsey, as they travel the world seeking out those whose stories inspire us to do things greater than what we imagined we could. Well, welcome to the Talking Story Podcast. I'm Bob Walaszewski, the co-host. And I'm Kelsey Walaszewski, I guess the host of the Talking Story Podcast. And we're glad you're here with us because every week we try to highlight an ordinary person, or today, people, that are doing and making an extraordinary difference. And today we're going to be talking with Emily and Colin, who founded a organization that's very similar to Moi Moi Market uh, called Bought Beautifully. They reside in the beautiful place of Sheridan, Wyoming, where they're raising their three kids. And uh, we're going to hear a little bit about their story. But before we go much further, I want you to know that um, you're going to hear more for them, more from them in the future. So this is going to be kind of the intro because uh, Colin and Emily will be coming to the mic, uh, mics uh, shortly, interviewing some people that are making an extraordinary difference that they've encountered as well. Kelsey? Yeah, so just I want to give a little background as to how this came about and just, again, power of podcasts because I'm the biggest advocate there is to listening to podcasts. Not only do I think you glean wisdom from the people who are being interviewed interviewed or the people who are talking, but I also think that potential networking opportunities with like-minded folks can come by listening to podcasts. And that's what happened in this one. So I listened to a podcast called The Moxie Podcast. It's by a gal um, who owns Imani Collective, which is one of the brands that we bring in to Moi Moi Market. And she and has her own podcast. podcast. Powder on. Her name's Jenny Nuccio. She's so awesome. She's in Mombasa, Kenya, doing amazing things. And uh, it's the if anyone wants to listen to that podcast, I can't remember the number, but it said the title starts with the four letter word every shopper needs to know. So you can go back to uh, descriptions and titles and look for the four letter word every shopper needs to know. That's our interview with Jenny Nuccio in Mombasa, Kenya. Anyways, again, she wears many hats. She's a wife, a mom, a business entrepreneur, and a podcaster. And so she has a great podcast. I am an avid follower. And she had uh, Colin and Emily from Bought Beautifully on her podcast. And I was listening and I was like, oh my gosh, these people have the same heartbeat as I have. And I was listening more and more and more. And I thought, oh my goodness, I fell in love with who they were as individuals, as a couple, and then what they do. And so I just kind of put it in my notes, like I want to connect with these guys someday. And that was that. And then here we are. I headed to the mainland, uh, I guess, end of August. And I've been here for about a month now. And just have kind of been doing a bunch of different things, some of it planned, some of it not planned. And these this um, opportunity to drive up to Montana was planned. But as I was thinking of what other things could I do to make the most of my drive and my time, I thought of this couple because I remember they were saying they were from 
Wyoming. And I thought, oh my gosh, from Colorado to Montana, I have to go through Wyoming. I wonder if I go through their town. Sure enough, I did. And so I reached out to her. She does not know me from Adam. And I said, hey, I'm Kelsey. You don't know me, but we have very similar heartbeats. Would you meet me for dinner? And she was courageous enough and brave enough and to say yes. And so we did. And we just connected. I loved her heart. And then things have unfolded to where they are now going to take a podcast a month to share their stories, to share the stories behind their brands. And we're really excited to um, be working with them now, in at least for the fall. And we'll see how it goes. Well, I think that's really exciting. And uh, of course, we've already done the interview. So I'm already uh, pretty pumped about this couple and the, and the good work that they're doing and the uh, 40-ish brands that uh, they partnered with. So uh, I think without any further ado, we need to hear the four of us, especially the two, Emily and Colin, talking about Bot Beautifully. All right. Well, hello, Emily and Colin from Bot Beautifully. Welcome to the Talking Story Podcast. Hi, Kelsey and Bob. Thank you so much for having us here. Oh my gosh. It is so good for you guys to be here. I'm so excited to like share with our listeners everything that is happening with you guys, with Bot Beautifully, and then even with some new things that are going to be happening in the fall with the Talking Story Podcast. But Here's the dealio. We want to get to know you guys as a couple, as well as we want to know a little bit more about Bot Beautifully. Emily, I know as I was traveling through Wyoming just a couple weeks ago, you were brave enough to meet with a complete stranger off the internet, aka me, as I reached out to you and said, hey, Emily, you don't know me from Adam, but I really would love to meet with you because you have such an amazing heart. And your marketplace online is very similar to my heartbeat and what I do with Moy Moy Market. So um, I got to know you through over dinner. Just love what you guys are doing. So we are just honored to be able to share about Bot Beautifully today. So first off, I guess one of our questions that we have for you is, we want to know a little bit about who you guys are as individuals. And then I don't know who wants to take this question, but Colin or Emily, how did you guys meet? Well, all right, I'll take it and Colin, you can jump in and add any antidotes, but we actually met studying abroad in Costa Rica. And so we were there um, in different, uh, different programs and even different schools, really, but we had one class together and um, it was sustainable development. And so we were even partners on a class project before any like sparks flew. But then after working together and hanging out a little bit more, there was something there. <laughs> And that's and that's Emily's version. Oh, <laughs> my version is that I I remember, yeah. The rest of the story. I remember uh, the first weekend when we were there. Um, the multiple programs that were all at this university were going on a weekend trip together to a beach, and we were all taking the same tour bus. And so, sitting on the bus, and Emily jumped on board, and 
if you've met Emily, you, you know, she is very memorable and she has an energy. She has a smile. She has a spunk about her. And so I was like, wow, who is this girl that just jumped on the bus and like bounced on down the aisle? And uh, so I was like, wow, she seems like a really cool person. I should get to know her. And she ended up sitting behind me. And I think during that trip, I overheard her talking about a boyfriend. So I immediately was like, ah, that figures. I'm not, I'm not going to pursue that one. And then uh, I did not have a boyfriend, but he did give me like the cold <laughs> shoulder for the next few weeks, which is why there were no sparks for me. Yeah, <laughs> that is so. So funny. at any rate, for me, it was very much. Uh, I was very interested in getting to know her the minute I uh, I saw her. So I think bounced is a great word to use, by the way, Colin, because I think when I first met. Uh, Emily in Wyoming too, as we were meeting for the first time. It, I mean, the bubbly, the bouncy, the personality, it's amazing. And I love that. So, um, but very cool. Thank you for sharing your guys' story and how you guys met. And I love to hear the two different versions. That's one of my favorites. So, how, But how long between Costa Rica and actually walking down the aisle? Was that really quick or was that years later? Or? It was uh, probably two years later. And we, yeah, it's longer than that. Oh, maybe yeah. a, little, a little bit longer. We dated long distance pretty much the entire time. He was going to school in Montana and I was going to school in Arizona. And we both left like, well, we like each other, but like, I'm not moving. You're not moving. We'll see what happens. And we just had a really fun long distance relationship. We would meet up and hang out in different places and um, it was annoying at times to get to know someone through distance, but it was also really great because I feel like it forces you to take your relationship to the next level. Um, especially that was the day pre-Instagram, pre-Facebook, like we wrote actual letters to each other all the time. Um, and so we dated long distance and then it was about two years later that we got married. Oh, I guess the timeline's fuzzy, but (laughs) (laughs) everything's fuzzy these days. Yeah. No. So we got married in 2005. And we met in 2000, oh, three years later. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. And uh, and I hear one from Montana, one from Arizona, but you currently live in Wyoming. So you didn't end up in Montana. You didn't end up in Arizona. You kind of really didn't even split the difference because Wyoming's not like halfway. So how did Wyoming come into the pool? Well, that's true. So I'm actually from Minnesota. So if you do split the difference, then it's sort of closer between Minnesota and Arizona, but it's certainly more interesting than Nebraska or Kansas or, you know, insert Midwest state there. So we've, we've, uh, we've really enjoyed the mountains and Sheridan where we live now. We, we moved here uh, for some professional opportunities right out of college thinking that we would only be here for maybe two years and then move on to something more exciting. And uh, we have not left. It's a great place to be. And now that we have uh, three young kiddos, it's a wonderful community to raise a family in. And so we're here until we feel like we're supposed to be somewhere else. Yeah. And then, oh, I was going to say for me, um, coming to Wyoming was definitely a part of like, uh, it was a God thing for me. It was one of those first times where you prayed about something or I prayed about something and I felt like a really clear answer. And at the get-go, I wasn't that excited about like a small town in Wyoming because I just had no context for it and didn't know how wonderful it actually is. But maybe my stereotype of what a small town in Wyoming would look like to me wasn't very exciting in the beginning. But it was one of those very first times I felt a really clear like this is what you're supposed to do, a really clear answer either to prayer or kind of just that feeling like this is what is it's for us. And so... um I just wanted to share that tidbit. 
I love that. And Emily, I actually want to kind of dive there for just a second because a lot of our listeners, you know, are not only figuring out these cool brands and these cool nonprofits that are doing amazing things in the world, but they are also putting together tools to use in their tool belt to also make a difference in their communities. And a lot of times our listeners, and even myself included, we wrestle with this, how do you know it's God? How do you know you're hearing the voice of God? How do you know that moving to Wyoming is what God wants you to do. And you said you, you felt very strongly or heard very clearly. Is there anything you could shed light on as to like what happened for you in your heart or your mind or maybe circumstances that led you to this? Okay, I have a piece about moving to Wyoming. You know, it's been 13 years, so I'm going to have to like go back in time a bit. Like <laughs> that word you said at the very end, peace, I think described it best because I can say, there's been so many times where I do not have a clear answer to prayer. And often, especially in the Bot Beautifully journey, you're like, we think this is what we have, but like, can you make it really, really clear? And most time it's been a step by faith, not a clear, a clear answer. But I think for me, this one time it, it was, you know, we had some different opportunities in Oregon where we thought we were going to move that I was very, very excited about. But something about this just felt right. And it just felt peaceful and it didn't necessarily make sense, but it didn't feel, it was just one of those times where it just like had very much peace about it in terms of, I just feel confident that this is the next step. I don't need to know any more than that. Um, it's sort of what I remember at this point, there might've been more, you know, 13 years ago, but I can't exactly recall about those other details. Yeah, no, no worries. I know I kind of threw you a curveball on that one, but I, I think that idea or the, the feeling of peace is huge. When you were restless with something, that can be a good sign of maybe it's not the right thing, but it also could just be address a fear that's maybe keeping us from doing what we're supposed to do. So it's a lot of a balancing and it's just a lot of kind of tuning into the, um, the voice of God. God and what he wants for us. So um, one more thing about marriage, and then we're going to move on to Bot Beautifully. But we do have folks listening who are married, who are not married, so all spectrums. But for those that are married or wanting to get married, um, there's lots of joys in marriage, marriages, and there's a lot of challenges in marriage. And then you guys, I think you're our first couple that actually work together to pursue this beautiful marketplace of Bot Beautifully. So I'm going to gonna ask, and you guys can be as vulnerable as you want to be, but what are maybe some of the greatest joys in working together and, you know, just maybe in marriage, marriage in general? And then I'm going to ask you the, the next question. So just be prepared. Ooh, okay. I mean, I think we would say, Bob Beautifully, is, it's sort of like marriage and parenting um, and doing it together is both like the highest highs and the lowest lows or the hardest and the best. You know, it, it certainly challenges us more than anything else probably does, has marriage and parenting aside, but it also helps us become the better versions of ourselves and it also brings more joy. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's definitely... It's a it's 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 valleys and peaks. <laughs> um, Absolutely, you Colin. Do you want to call? anything to add? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. I think uh, I think a lot of it probably depends on how you how you find your partner in life, and um, there's probably uh, a lot of couples out there that they they might make a. I, I I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you're a good partner match in marriage, in a relationship, then to me, it, it just seems very logical that that partnership would continue into whatever you undertake together. And so um, I like to think that, you know, uh, Emily and I being a good fit for each other 
in life, in marriage, as um, partners, as parents, like bought beautifully is just a, a logical continuation of our partnership in what we feel very strongly about, which is, you know, using our lives to help uh, advocate for others um, to have a, a bigger voice in the world. And so to me, it's like, it's not that much of a stretch. If you're a good partnership, then uh, working together in something like Bot Beautifully or any other business, uh, uh, you know, business or, uh, I guess, cause that you would want to take on, uh, it seems like it would be something that you should be chasing. So. Well, speaking of cause that you would take on, Colin and Emily, I, I, I have a question. It'll start with a little bit of a, a history on Kelsey's side. A couple of years ago when she uh, mentioned to me and her mom that uh, she wanted to start something called Moy Moy, which is a, a strange name in, in and of itself, Moy Moy Market, and that it was going to sell products of purpose. Um, not so that she could line her own pockets, because, but because she saw people that were being exploited and marginalized. And, and if we could sell some of the products that they made, it would really help them. It'd get people out of trafficking. It helped build wells in Africa and on and on the list went. Uh, at that time, uh, she didn't know, and we certainly didn't know, another organization in the entire world that was doing anything similar. I mean, her idea was to be the Etsy one-stop shopping of products of, of purpose, uh, the Amazon one-stop shop of products of purpose. But since then, we found that there are a few others uh, in this that have had the same kind of brainchild. And it, certainly there's plenty of room for more people helping more people. But with Bot Beautifully, I'm taking when you went to Wyoming, you said there were open doors in Wyoming for you and that you went there. But those open doors weren't bought beautifully at first. I'm guessing there were something other brought you there. But while there in Wyoming, I'm guessing, correct me if I'm wrong, you started thinking about products of purpose as well. And I don't know if it's a side hustle or it's become your full time hustle. Um, you've also begun doing products of purpose. Tell us the history, how we got there, and what part moving to Wyoming played in that. Yeah, that's a that's a good multi-layered question, Bob. Uh, we'll try to chip away at it. Um, so you're right. We came to Wyoming for professional career opportunities. Um, at the time, uh, I was in the planning world, and it was a great opportunity to sort of jump ahead and see if I really wanted to be in that world, maybe pursue grad school, et cetera. And Emily as well, uh, when we were here, she settled into a couple different jobs and then realized she wanted to be a teacher. So she went back and did uh, a master's degree and was a junior high Spanish teacher here for a number of years as well. And so between me and sort of the planning uh, and land trust realm, Emily and her teaching realm, um, we got to the place where we just felt like there was something more that we should be pursuing as a couple. And I think it hinged on uh, a trip that we took to West Africa, the Gambia in 2009, uh, where my brother was working in the Peace Corps. And we went there, um, this was pre-kids and, you know, had a really, uh, interesting experience over the course of a week and a half or so. And it was you know, we had traveled a decent amount, but it was the strangest trip in that we couldn't really process what we saw or what we were feeling or sort of the hopelessness that, that 
really was um, pretty thick there in the Gambia at that time. And so I think we came home from that just trying to really figure out what life was all about and what our role was in it as people of distinct privilege as Americans. And we started looking into like, you know, just easy ways for us personally to see the world that we wanted to be a part of and influence change by how we spent our money. And previous to that, we just sort of spent our money as as any normal American would. Colin was the king of a good deal. We fixed up a house and, you know, bought stuff from wherever because we saw the color and we were like, oh, we want that one. We want this pillow. And so slowly after that, I mean, Emily, you can share more about how we started to change our thinking on that. So, um, and we actually, when we met in Costa Rica, just a little more backstory, we had both thought and wanted to live and work abroad in sort of development type issues. And then our life took a different course, but it was always sort of in our hearts. And I think that trip to the Gambia brought everything back up and sort of opened our eyes to the fact like, oh, wow, we're here and we forgot a big piece of who we always thought we were going to be. And so we did, we just really started prayerfully being like, what can we do here? And it was really clear that our privilege and having two incomes and um, was how we spent our money was a, was a gift and it was something we could use for good. And so we started with just like committing to Christmas gifts. Like we will only give Christmas gifts that matter. And then we just really started feeling like, Oh, this is how we're actually supposed to live, you know? Um, and so I like, guess yeah, similar to Kelsey, we started researching and finding these organizations and saying like, Oh, if someone could put these all together, if someone could make an Etsy or an Amazon of these products, like that would be amazing. And then sort of started just feeling that prompting on our heart, like, maybe you guys should. Why don't, why don't you try this? And so um, it was a long, you know, a long journey from like that original idea and the conversation to actually being like, let's take the ju- leap of faith and try this. And you and guys, I have to tell our audience. Yeah, I have to tell our audience, you guys are way ahead of me in this whole endeavor. So I have just been amazed as to the brands that you work with and carry. And I learned a lot from you, Emily, and just our dinner conversation. And I just think it's really cool how um, when God puts something on our hearts, it's definitely something where you're like, okay, here I go. And and not sure what that looks like because it, it hasn't been an easy journey for you. It's been so rewarding. And there's a difference between rewarding and easy. But can you um, oh my maybe... Oh yeah, <laughs> go through maybe um, some of your highest highs and your lowest lows in this journey, and why you guys continue to pursue uh, bought beautifully and the hope that you have for it in the future. Also, a multi-layered question, Colin. But we'll uh, we'll go to Emily <laughs> first. <laughs> and uh, Emily, well, if I you want to, just... um, I was just going to mention. And I don't want to. I don't want to backtrack, but I guess you guys can edit this if you need to. Um, I was just going to mention back to what Bob pointed out that there is plenty of space in this marketplace. And, Absolutely. You know, when we went into it, you know, we we thought for sure, you know, we could be part of this larger um, revolution, and we were really tying it to people who you know follow Jesus and want to use their finances to you know, uh, see the change in the world that, that is essentially following in the steps of, of his teachings. But we always said, you know what, the best thing ever to happen would be if we went out of business because there were so many people in this space doing it so much better than us, we no longer needed to be there. And so we still say that we still think that would be an amazing thing to happen. But until that happens, 
we're there day in, day out, slogging through it, trying to move the needle just like you are with Moy Moy Market. And then here I come going, let's network, you guys. So no sense compete with each other. So I love that attitude, by the way. So thanks for sharing that, Colin. Yeah, absolutely. So back to go ahead. And I would say like kind of going back to that answer to prayer and feeling like this was part of our faith journey. In some things, I think I was maybe naive and thought it was going to be easy and all the things were going to be clear. And I would say that has not been, I would say it's deepened my faith more than anything else in the last six years, but it's also challenged it and it's shook it up more too. And it hasn't always been these really clear answers where you're like, God, what, what is the right choice here? Um, and so that's been a, just a learning experience. And, um, you know, we've had highs and lows for sure. I think I shared a little bit, but our very first, we, we built, spent money to build a website that didn't quite work out. We had to start from scratch and that was sort of the bulk of our startup funds. And then our next one, we, we rebuilt, we collaborated with it wasn't what the market needed or it wasn't something we could um, we could sustain. It was this idea of, an, of a Christian Etsy, of a fair trade Etsy. And um, so we felt like, the, I really felt like the first two years were just this kind of big pivot of like, wait, is this a good idea? And what is the best way to execute it? Um, and so those were definitely the lowest points, I feel like. And I feel like along those lines, there's always these low points where you either think an idea is great or you work really hard on something and it isn't received well and it fizzles. But then the high points are these conversations that you have and you realize that you know change is slow and and growth is slow. I think the hard part too is you can look at... Uh, you know, the social media and the world is so good at propping up these like instant success stories and these huge numbers of followers and things like that. And that's just not the majority of people, but it's really easy to get discouraged because there's always someone you can see who's doing something better. Um, and so it's, it's taking that step back and saying, wait, what is our focus? What is our mission? And what's a success for us? And really knowing what that is and then rejoicing when you see them, when you see someone who's like, oh my goodness, you know, just really moved and inspired by the fact that they can use their purchase to um, implement change or being part of a partner story where you know that your purchases just answered a prayer or really provided for this family in need or, you know, there's just the little things are really the big things, um, the motivating pieces. Oh, that is so well said. Oh my gosh. I love that. It's such a good reminder. Thank you so much for sharing. Since 2006, over 150 women have escaped exploitation to be a part of Starfish Project. Each one of them is now developing a life-changing career in everything from sourcing to photography. Some have even gone on to run their own businesses. They, Starfish Project, invest 100% of your purchases into their social mission, which is to restore hope to exploited women and girls. Ladies and gents, yes, I said gents because guys, they have a really cool leather bracelet. Or maybe you are our guy listening and maybe you have a lady in your life. I mean, you could totally stoke her on a beautiful piece of jewelry that has a powerful give back. Starfish Project is where literally 75% of my jewelry comes from. In fact, it is one of our favorite brands at Moi Moi Market. And don't take my word for it. Check it out for yourself. I love every single piece that we bring into Moi Moi Market. We are offering free shipping on order of $50 or more. To learn more about Starfish Project, you can listen to episode 13 on this podcast, which if you don't know, is called The Talking Story Podcast. And don't forget to share it with a friend. And remember, 
by purchasing a beautiful piece of jewelry from Moi Moi Market or Starfish Project, you are truly changing someone's life. And we are so thankful that you walk this planet. Thanks for being you. And remember to go check out moimoimarket.com, spelled M-O-I-M-O-I market.com. That's right, moimoimarket.com, which is a one-stop shop for all your products of purpose. Um, what are your guys's, and maybe I'll go back to you, Colin, what are some of your, I know you, I think you say, is it about 40, roughly 40 brands in this season of September, 2020 that you guys work with? Is that correct? Yes. You know, it's kind of a moving number, especially this year. We have brands who are pivoting. We have brands who are pausing. We we unfortunately have partners who are closing. So, um, 40 has been our number, but, um, we'll kind of see what, what things shake out in 2020. We do try to, uh, you know, that that number of partners that we work with, we, we try to make commitment to the partners that we do work with. So we're less interested in bringing on, you know, a partner a month, for instance, and we're more interested in bringing on like two or three solid partners a year who know that we're going to be committed to them and their livelihood for sort of a longer term um, period. So, you know, there's probably more people that would love to jump in uh with with bot beautifully but we really try to make sure we understand what our capacity is to actually be helpful to them as a partner for the um, long haul because we want to build relationships and we want to know that if we are a partner we can partner for five years and we can provide sustainable sales for you like that's really our heart and that we can invest in getting to know you um because we want our customers to know your stories and know you and you know in some dream world like we talked about kelsey come visit you and for us, it's really, really relational. Um, and you guys have a rigorous application process. So it's not like you just bring on anyone. Like they really have to show how they're making a difference in other people's lives. Can you walk us through that? Yes. In some ways, I'd say, oh, it's not rigorous at all. But in the modern day of retail, it certainly is rigorous. Um, and especially as um, ethical kind of consumerism has had a, has a trend now. Um, we find it even more important because there's there's a lot of people who are faking it, and so our application um, it just really asks the questions of uh, tell us about how you how you pay your employees, what's the living wage in your community, how do your wages compare, what do you do um, in addition to paying a wage, how do you support the holistic development of your of your employees, of your partners, um, our sort of niche what we feel like is our tagline that's called live out love and we do ask all our partners how are you living out god's call to love in your community um because we really believe in in physical change and spiritual change and like that holistic community and human development piece so um it it asks a lot of questions like that and asks them to tell stories about partners to show pictures and we facetime with everyone to actually see the space um and so the nice part about the application is it is a natural selection process like people ask a lot like how do you know they're not lying and we're just like well we trust one trust is a huge factor but anyone who takes the time to fill out the application we, you know, we get more that are never returned. Um, and that's a pretty easy answer that they don't know the answers or they don't, they can't really reply honestly or accurately. And so, um, Emily and Colin, I got a question. I realize as far as we've been in the podcast, getting to know you, how you started, um, we haven't mentioned a single product, but we've got listeners who are right now at the edge of their seat going, I think I would like to to buy something from Bob Beautifully, 
but I have no idea whether they make dresses or purses or wallets or, you know, build automobiles. Uh, so, but with 40 different partners, I know you're not going to be able to go through everything. And I also know you're going to become more frequent guests on this podcast. So you're going to have ample time to share that in the months to come. But right now, and I guess it's probably not quite fair to to your partners to pick a favorite or two, but can I ask, maybe we won't call it a favorite, but we'll call it some that are that do well, that they're doing very well in the marketplace. Um, give us some ideas for some products that you guys are, are uh, helping retail. Um, so yeah, we are a marketplace. And like you said, we have 40 partners. Um, you would think we would, there'd be a lot more diversity in our product line, but it does tend to be that handmade artisan made products, you know, tend to be jewelry, home decor, um, women's clothing, clothing. but we are actively working to expand that because we do want to be a place where you can find, you know, a wide variety of products for a wide variety of people. Um, I would say one of my favorite products that does well is one that we got to really be hand in hand in developing. Um, So we got to go to Costa Rica and spend a month with our partners down there and get to know them when we got to bring our kids with us. And it was a really special part of our personal journey and something we had wanted to do with our family. Um, But then working hand in hand with the artisans was so special. And it's a product that it is made from seed um, uh, that grow in Costa Rica. And so the artisans get paid one to harvest the seeds and to plant the plants that that are to plant the plants to grow the plants harvest the seeds and then turn them into jewelry and so it's really powerful because it's really pouring into them on all the levels we're not buying we're buying the bulk of that product from them and it's sustainable for their community um and it's a really beautiful product so it's called the rosé or the lagrima um necklace it was originally the rosé because we had it in the kind of a rosé color and now we've expanded our color selection so it's called the lagrima because that is the name of the seed um that makes the base of the necklace Ooh, that's super cool that's really cool well there's so much more to ask but for our listeners sake and trying to make the podcast uh, a little bit more brief so people don't have to spend 12 hours but they'll get a chance to meet you guys more and learn more about uh what you're doing Um, but final question, either of you can tackle it. You can point to whoever wants to answer it for those who have now you've whet their appetite. They want to go to your website or they want to find you. They want to, they want to shop and and look and see a few of the products that you have and probably order. Where do they go and what do they do? Well, I would jump in real quick and just mention that we are, as we speak this week and next, we're, uh, making some changes to our website. So you'll be seeing some things change there in a, in a good way. We'll also be bringing on our fall collection here in the next couple of weeks. And so, uh, first of all, I'd tell them they can go check out the site now, but beautifully.org, uh, and then know that it's going to be changing a decent amount here in the next couple of weeks. And I think we still have that, uh, first time visitor pop-up discount, which is 25% if they uh, sign up their Ooh, that's email. That's a great so, deal. Uh, we, we up that because we, we really want to find people who resonate with what we're trying to do. And we found that uh, those people are, are worth, uh, worth having on board. Um, and they sort of are, are there for the long term. Okay. Botbeautifully.org, not botbeautifully.com. Do you, have, do you own .com as well? They could go to .com or just no, just well, I think it's direct, Bob. Usually, we own them both. Yes, so it goes dot com switches them right over to okay. .org. Well, Emily and Colin, thank you so much for being a guest 
on uh, the Moy Moy the Talking Story podcast, and uh, we we definitely know the plans are to to put you back on and give you a voice more and more through this uh, podcast. And uh, thank you for uh, wetting all of our appetites in the uh, great work that you're doing through Bought Beautifully. Bye, you guys. Thank well, you thank so much. Thank you for much. having us. It's so fun to get to see a father-daughter combo and get to be a part of this awesome story and um, change that you guys are creating. Yeah, it's really enjoyable well, to, to talk through all these uh, things with people who are right there themselves. And uh, it certainly makes for encouragement all around. So I hope you guys are are encouraged as well to keep keep going. Oh my gosh, I'm walking away fully encouraged by what you guys had to share. I'm excited to see a husband-wife team on the Talking Story podcast. I think people will be blessed to hear what you have to say and to listen into the interviews you will be conducting. But I know we all have things to do, so we are going to let you all go. And we'll put the schedule on our podcast here soon as to when you guys will be airing. So those that are listening in going, we want to hear more of Colin and Emily, they can connect um, in our show notes with that information. So thanks again, you guys. Well, Dad, I'm even more excited to have them hosting some of our Mondays on the Talking Story podcast. I hope our listeners were able to just get to know a little glimpse as to who they are as a couple. And what's so exciting to me is I love seeing couples work together to share. I mean, like Colin said, they share the same, it's the same family value, helping people, impacting other people's lives. So why not just make it a business as well and work together as a couple to achieve their mission and their dreams through Bought Beautifully? And one of the things that we uh, said a couple different ways in the podcast, since people just heard it, is uh, that there is plenty of room uh, out there for the m- many great organizations that are selling products of purpose helping others. And uh, so to give them uh, a voice uh, seems to make some very logical sense. Well, it's interesting and uh, also strategic. We are approaching the Christmas season where many of us are going to spend money. We've probably been saving a lot of money up until now because Christmas is approaching. This is the season of gift giving. And I think it's really important, especially I'm going to call out to those that love Jesus and call themselves Christians. I think it's very important to understand that we can love people in just how we spend our dollar. That really how we spend our dollar impacts people's lives, whether it's positive or negative. And I know um, Colin and Emily's mission is very similar to mine, and that is providing an ease for which people can find purposeful products. Because when I was starting out, kind of why I was why I started Moy Moy to begin with. There's many reasons, but I remember one Christmas going, I'm gonna purchase products of purpose. And then it took me a long time to research the brands. And it was like going, you were Googling products of purpose or, and then you'd read a blog and then you find a link and you go to the website and then you order and then you have to do the whole checkout. And that was just for the one person, one family member. Then you start with the next family member. And it was just this long process of 
um, ordering products of purpose. And so both with Moi Moi Market and Bought Beautifully, our hearts are to make it easier for people to find these brands, the purposeful brands, and then for them to um, also find quality product because both are important. You know, it's great to have a heartbeat to help people, but you got to have quality product. And so I think both of us really try to um, find that product that's purposeful, that's quality, that's going to bless others, that when you gift it to them, you'll be able to share the story behind the product. And that's the cool thing about the podcast is if you're confused by the story, you can just listen into the story because we are sharing the stories behind the brands in which we support. So that way you can listen into the same conversations that we've listened into. And then of course, we've expanded and brought in other people who not just they don't have businesses, but they're just using their lives and their resources in powerful and purposeful ways too. Because we really think that even just listening to those people will give our listeners the tools in which they can live out their purpose in their community, in their families and in their life. So, Kels, where should they go? They've uh, we're coming to the very, very close of this podcast, and uh, there's some people now that uh, are ready to jump off, and they're they want to go online, they want to see, they want to shop, they want to order. And you're right; they might want to buy a Christmas present, one or two, or maybe this year make a commitment to stay away from Walmart completely, not go in a Target store once. And, uh, and not even go to Amazon and order anything, but do all their Christmas shopping at moimoimarket.com and boughtbeautifully.com or ORG. Uh, where should they go? Yeah, so lots of options, which is super cool. Um, obviously, my baby, Moi Moi Market, they can go online. Um, we are in the month of October and part of November plan to be traveling to the States doing little pop-ups. And so if a listener is interested in hosting one of our little pop-ups in their own living room, um, they can contact me. And we're actually doing some fundraising too um, to if there's maybe a nonprofit in your own community that is suffering with COVID. It's been a hard season um, that we will actually sell our products in a pop-up way and donate a portion of the sales to the chosen nonprofit. So that's a super cool thing. So or that people can just go online. If they don't want to host a party, uh, they can just go online to Moi Moi Market. Now, Bought Beautifully, they gave their website, boughtbeautifully.org. Um, so people can go check out them, purchase from them. And what's cool is I'm pretty sure, and we can confirm this in our show notes, but when I met with Emily for dinner, and as long as nothing's changed since then, they're going to have a shop located in Sheridan, Wyoming, that people can actually go and visit, touch, feel, see the product and purchase it um, as like a brick and mortar. So it's just for a season. I don't believe it's a permanent thing, but just for the festive season, uh, they had this opportunity and she's jumped on it. So they're not only going to be online, but they'll have a brick and mortar for the Christmas season as well. Hey, Kels, for those that uh, have heard you say that you would uh, be interested in hosting uh, a get together to talk about these products of purpose. I think there's probably some that go, I would love to do that. There's some that are going, eh, a little skeptical here. Sounds like a boring Tupperware party and I don't want to play silly games and, and I don't think I'm interested in that. But you've already done several of these and you have had some fabulous feedback and it's not about playing silly games. Real quick, what what is it about? 
Yeah. So why I keep doing this, because I'm not into direct sales. I'm not a great salesperson. So it's really stepping out of my comfort zone. But why I keep doing it is one, I believe in the brands and I believe the more product we sell, the more people we help. But I also tell people that in these parties, there's no pressure to buy. That if people want to just come, there's still things to do. And I've seen so many women, because mainly it's the women who've come to these events so far, women's lives have been transformed and changed. And so what happens is we call it women who wine. Let me see if I can remember off the top of my head. Women who wine, which means women who will, um, boy, I, I'm going to have to I, oh, put me on the spot. I forget. We have a whole acronym. We'll put that in our show notes. But women um, who will invest in necessary change ending world issues. That's what it is. So women who wine. And um, I come in and I bring wine or I bring coffee or I bring lemonade. And it's up to the host if they want to provide food or if people want a potluck style. But then I do about a 10 to 15 minute presentation talking about altruism and just really inspiring that each one of us is called to be altruistic. And if you're curious on what altruism is, listen to pilot episode one. That's where we share about altruism and my encounter with humpback whales being altruistic and how that leads, you know, really a calling to all of us to intervene in, on other people's behalf with our lives via time, resources, or money. And then um, people can just shop if they want to, or really, especially in a COVID season, what I have found that people are craving community, that they miss being around other like-minded women. And so we do this according to the state rules and guidelines. Uh, We don't want to break any rules. So we do small groups. They have to be small groups. But we found that even if it's a small group, that people are being transformed, being inspired, being reignited in their own own calling and passion in life. So that's what keeps me going in these. It's not just selling the product, but it's just seeing hearts and lives and minds change. And that's why I'm excited to continue to do these. Come, um, I think I'm coming back October 15th and I'll be here t- through November 16th. I have a lot of slots already taken, but there's a lot of uh, time still in November that's open. So again, email me if you're interested and then we'll figure out to, uh, how to schedule you if a pop-up will work in your own living room. So I do travel state to state. And again, I am very uh, cautious about the CDC guidelines to make sure we all stay safe. And how do they email you? Um, Yeah, they can go on to moimoimarkets at gmail.com or hello at moimoimarket.com. So two different ways all goes to the same inbox. And that's all found on our website as well. We'll put it in the show notes as well. Well, thanks again for listening to the Talking Story podcast, where once again, we've talked about, uh, talked to Emily and Colin, ordinary people making an extraordinary difference. And be sure to tune in next week where we will do it again, highlight an ordinary person making an extraordinary difference on the Talking Story podcast. Aloha. Thanks for joining us today on the Talking Story podcast. We hope you feel encouraged and inspired. Be sure to visit our show notes for more information and find us on social media at the Talking Story podcast. Your hosts, Bob and Kelsey, want to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Oh, and big mahalo to our sponsor of today's podcast, Moy Moy Market. 
a one-stop shop to purchase products with purpose. We truly believe you have it in you to change the world too and to make an amazing difference in the lives of others.